wasn't it, though? Wow. <laughs> really? I'm really mixed, mass, and really, really well this morning. Dang. I'm just getting ready for my job later on tonight where I'll be playing the hits. Right, right. <laughs> Got a space helmet on your head and big, All lit big up. mouse hands or something. <laughs> space mouse. Yeah. I can combine, or marsh mouse. There we go. Marsh mouse. Marsh mouse. <laughs> like, like, like dead mouse and marshmallow all together. <laughs> I actually saw a DJ marshmallow on Halloween. Came oh, by, yeah? Came by the house. Yeah, I had the, had the light up uh, marshmallow head and everything else. I had a lot of respect for a kid that came to my house. Um... No, no costume. Okay, just, just standing there in a, in a hoodie. Um, <laughs> All right, and and not even a bag. He just had his hands out. <laughs> okay, and so I just I had a, a bunch of you know just the the mixed bag of candy and just grabbed a handful. And he says, "Hey, can I have exclusively Reese's?" <laughs> Exclusively. So can I get like exclusively Reese's? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I like that kid. You know, he asked. I mean, yeah, here's some Reese's for him. (laughs) Exclusively. How old was this kid? I was like, he was probably like a sophomore or junior in high school or something. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Just, uh, just walking around with his hands out and (laughs) stuffing candy in his pocket. (laughs) Can I get exclusively Reese's? So all right, here's your Reese's. Have a nice, have a nice night there. That is fantastic. I had a. I had a couple of kids that were similar of the one kid at least made an attempt. He put on like his uh, his junior high or traveling team baseball uniform and was walking around. His other friend, just a jacket and a hat. Yep. It was kind of the same thing. I'm just like, eh, you know, the free candy day. I'm going to go get free candy. I'll find some candy if I can. Why not? Did you have uh, the situation at all where, um, well, you actually handed, handed it out. I let the kids usually choose. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I say, take a couple. And there was... <laughs> There was this one kid. I was like, he's there with his sister, and he he was a you know a little bit more rotund, a young little man. Mm. And I was like, go ahead, take a couple. And as the sister's looking, he kind of puts his whole hand in there, <laughs> and then I look over, and he's like, <laughs> like he looks like he's like he got caught. And I'm like, it's okay. And then the 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 frightenedness went to a giant smile, and he was just like, this is the greatest day ever. And just oh my gosh, and put it in put it into the into his bag. It was fantastic. Yeah. So go have a stomach ache. Yes, exactly. Enjoy. Get all sugared up and uh, bother your parents. It doesn't bother me any. It is uh, Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson here with you this morning. Yesterday, Johnny on the program, I discussed with DoorDash now in their app. If you place an order and then don't tip mm-hmm. in the app, a warning pops up saying, hey, you may not get your food real quick because of the fact that, you know, the drivers are incentivized. They can choose to take it or not take it. And if there's no tip there, most people aren't going to take it. All right. So we go from DoorDash with that to a situation that happened for through Grubhub. Okay. okay? And we've heard about situations arising where Amazon driver. In fact, we did the uh, whole bit. I don't know if it was on the Too Good for Radio podcast or maybe it was when we were on here about that documentary where the guy sold the Amazon driver pee bottles on 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 Amazon. It was a whole to do. Well, this guy orders a milkshake and fries from Chick Fil A through the Grubhub app. Okay. So he's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting. And uh, all of a sudden, he he gets the order. And he's like, all right, delicious fries and this milkshake. But he goes, the milkshake feels, the cup doesn't feel cold. <laughs> did, it, did it take too long to get here? So he goes, he put the straw in the cup and he took a sip. And he soon realized there was a reason why that cup was warm. Oh. I'm not, I'm not going to go all the way into what, but I think we you figured know. it out. Yes. So 
Um, he then can, he calls up, right? He called the driver back to his house, right? And confronts the driver. Uh, he tells the driver, do you realize what this is? While holding the styrofoam cup in his hand. According to the individual, he said the driver admitted to confusing two styrofoam cups in his vehicle. He said the driver told him he works long hours, doesn't take bathroom breaks, so he leaves himself in the car. So in all of his hurried trying to get all these different Grubhub orders, he uses one for one and one to deliver. So he got it confused. Um, the gentleman then said that the one sip made him pretty sick. Sure. So he reached out to Grubhub. Uh, he then said that the company took four days to get back to him. So you drink what Bear Grill survives on when he's out there in nature. <laughs> and it takes four days for the company to get back to you? Yeah, I, uh, that would be... I, yeah, I, I would jump on that immediately before this guy talks to every media oh, outlet God, available. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he obviously, said, he has. He said that the company refunded part of his order, but they didn't refund the delivery fee or the tip. Oof. Uh, he's, uh, Grubhub said that what happened was unacceptable. They said, quote, we took immediate action with the driver and ended his contract with us. We're following up a customer to apologize and are coaching the representative who was previously in touch with the customer. I'd love so. to hear from people. I know we. Were, I guess we're out of time. Never mind. No, I mean okay. you can't. I, okay. <laughs> like I care. Okay. Yeah. If we if we push well, it a little bit. Okay. So if, if if somebody has a story like that. No, I, I guess my question is is what is the what's the laziest thing you've ever ordered from DoorDash? Because oh. a milkshake and a fries is a pretty lazy order. That's got that's going to be like a fifteen dollar uh, trip probably for that guy. Yeah. Um, for no yeah for no reason because the delivery fee and the tip when yeah. you could just go and because you. Can can just get yes. on Grubhub or, or DoorDash or Uber Eats, one of those things, and just say, I would like a Coke, and someone will bring you a Coke, For and what? it'll be eight bucks, but they'll bring you a Coke. Uh, and, just, and I know people have done that. It doesn't seem economical to me. I always, no. I always I'm, I'm one of those guys, I talked about it yesterday, I'm always pick up myself type of guy, mm-hmm. but especially when it comes to fast food. Like, what part of fast food? like, oh, this isn't fast enough. Right. To your point, it's like, oh, man, I just need I just need a medium fry and a Coke. Yeah, and well, and yeah, when it's when it's fast food, when you're talking McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or something, that's that's a pretty short shelf life. I mean, True. Most of us will finish our McDonald's in our lap while we're driving home. Yeah. Uh, the idea that, you know, it's, it's going to be sitting in the guy's passenger seat for 25 minutes. Uh, As you, get, you get some lukewarm French fries that are all wilty. And uh, some, like, overly greased up burger now yeah. that when you wrap up the, you know, unwrap be, the, no, it can't be good can't for be you. good, I don't As, think. Especially, a, and a milkshake, too, sitting yeah. in there, especially, like, on a 90-degree day, because you don't know if the car even has air conditioning, and you get, like, chocolate soup and lukewarm fries. Yeah. What are you doing for fifteen dollars? Uh, and I, you know, I've ordered just dinner for myself or something on on it, and 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 you know, and then I kick myself because it's just it was crazy expensive. Uh, yeah. it was convenient. I didn't have to go anywhere, so I, that was that was I guess worth five bucks. Right. Um, but but I know people have just ordered, uh, you know, bring me some ketchup. <laughs> yeah, there are those people just like, the only soda that I really enjoy is the fountain soda. I could really go for a fountain Coke right now. Here's an $8 Coke for you. Because there is that option on there where you can have them pull off and grab you something at Walgreens. What? It, yeah, it, it, when you order something, and then it'll say, hey, you got 15 minutes. If you need something else, added to your order. And then it shows icons of Hy-Vee and Walgreens and okay. all these things. And yeah, you just think it's like, yeah, give me a toothbrush. Just, just, grab, me a, <laughs> just grab me a toothbrush. <laughs> 
Whichever one you like. Right. <laughs> Just your choice. Dealer's <laughs> choice here. Driver's choice. <laughs> Now I feel like I don't want to make people do this or make poor DoorDash drivers or Uber Eats drivers drive around more, but I'd like to have a weekend assignment for Mike and Molson listeners to put together the weirdest conglomerate, conglomeration of things and then call us back on Monday right. of what what all did you put together in your order. Right. Stop at Ace Hardware and get me a rake. Yes. And then pull over at CVS because uh, I want some, uh, some dark spot remover from my face. Uh, exactly. And... At Walgreens, if it's available over the mm-hmm. counter now, you would also like Nugenics. Yeah. If they still have goldfish at Walmart, give me a goldfish. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine it's that? A goldfish. Exactly. A single goldfish. <laughs> Better, better oh, yeah, transition. Better, answer. better transition yeah, there. That's great. I already forgot about it. A little, little smoother. I didn't forget, though. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. That's okay. That's okay. I hold myself to a somewhat slightly below average standard, and I think yeah. that I think I accomplished that that time around. It is... Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you. Appreciate you choosing WMAY this morning for ridiculousness. Speaking of ridiculous, this story I first read and I was like, oh, it's, that's terrible. And then they updated it and it's even more terrible okay, than you would good. have thought. So here we go. Let me uh, introduce you to Ina Thea Kanoer, <laughs> 47. <laughs> Kanoer, <laughs> uh, 47. I barely um, even liquor. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. Uh, Charged Monday with the September 5th murder of Stephen Edward Riley Jr., a gruesome act the cops said was driven by, quote, financial motives. Uh, the case was extremely complex, said Investigator Commander Captain Dale Plessis of the Monroe Police Department. Uh, here's what transpired, okay? <clears throat> Apparently... Would you push the button for... Uh, the, the, there's, a, there's an orphan out in the front door who can't seem to get in. Oh. Uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> well, the, the orphan left. If okay. it was a chicken, I would have pushed the button. Okay, I would allowed that. I would allowed. The, I would allowed the chicken in, not the orphan there. Mm-hmm. They can stay outside in the cold. So what transpired was, <laughs> um, the uh, basically this man had thought that he inherited thirty million dollars, and so he was like. I've just inherited $30 million, Ina Thea Kanoer. Nice to Kanoe you. I'm out of here. Right. We're, we're breaking up. Well, then Kanoer poisons him, poisons him because he wasn't going to give her any of the money. So the guy becomes ill when he met his lawyer September 3rd to collect a massive inheritance sum, witnesses told investigation, uh, investigators. Kanoer didn't call 911 until the next day when paramedics arrived to find him unresponsive. He died at the hospital the following day. The autopsy determined he was killed after ingesting antifreeze. The accused killer proclaimed her innocence in a series of nonsensical Facebook posts in the days <laughs> leading up to her arrest, claiming that he had killed himself, which is weird when you just found out you got a $30 million. Right, right, right. Uh, so they said uh, to, to the Schaefer that almost hit me, that's not married. Hello, honey, I wish I was looking for someone, but I'm a one-man woman kind of person, and Steve Riley is the only man I ever wanted. So she's posting all this nonsensical stuff. Gibberish, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, she told investigators she planned to split Riley's astounding inheritance, which she estimated to be around $30 million, with his son. She claimed she was entitled to a fortune as his common-law wife, although North Dakota doesn't uh, have those relationships. Additionally, Riley had revealed plans to break off the romance, like we said. Uh, what they find out, though, is there was never any inheritance at all. Mm. They were a part of a scam. Oh, that's even funnier. That... So I mean, I'm sorry that he's dead, but yeah, that's still, it's still funny the way it played out. Yes, so there was no money involved. Actually, I don't know the guy. I'm not sorry that he's dead. I don't care. What do I care? So, uh, so yeah, so she 
poisons him because <laughs> he, he thinks she's going to get a bunch yeah, of money. She thinks she's so he thinks he's going to get a bunch of money. He says sayonara to Kanara. She <laughs> she says screw you and poisons him. Yeah. Then on Facebook puts a bunch of nonsensical sensical stuff of like no he killed himself. Right. Then they further investigate that there was no money involved whatsoever and she poisoned him for nothing. Yeah. And now she is going to jail for a long time. You know I'm glad while he was alive they found each other because they seem to be perfectly matched. Yes. Yes, uh, they do. But uh but wow, what a what a what a crazy well, tale. Well, considering the situation too, right? If someone out of the blue just says to you, "Oh, you have a rich uncle that died. Here's 30 million dollars." It's going to be don't, shouldn't your ears go up and go that seems a little too good to be true. Yeah, you know, questions like how were we related? You know, what side of the family is my uncle on? You know, that, that, those kinds of questions I think would come up if and, it was an uncle I wasn't familiar with. And why, and I understand being upset at someone for wanting to leave you. And I guess the woman scorn situation played out here. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if they're going to get $30 million and I go, well, now I must kill them. Money makes you do crazy things, Mike. I guess it does. That's one, one guy ordered uh, French fries and a milkshake from Chick Fil A for no reason. <laughs> yeah, and he got, and he got he got <laughs> urine cup instead. <laughs> but yeah, when I read this story, like I said, I was I was first of all intrigued by oh man, she's she's willing to kill him off for trying to get her cut of thirty million. But then it being the fact that they were both scammed in the whole thing is kind of ridiculous. There is a forum online where I, th I think it's on Reddit now that I mention it. Um, it's it's just called texts, and so people will screenshot these bananas texts from re weird relationships they're having, and it is one of those things where you read that and you go, whose life is so upside down yeah. goofed? I mean, yes. it is, it's really impressive. I mean, it really does make you take stock in how amazingly boring our lives are, and, yes. and, and I love it. I do, I too. I love how amazingly normal everything is when you see chaos like this. Uh, apparently, his son wrote on Facebook, and by the way, too, you know where they're at and the fact that they're using Facebook, mm -hmm. like... Obviously, they're not technologically advanced too far because otherwise they'd be on X or Insta. Oh, Instead, sure. they're doing all this on Facebook. What do you know? TikTok is where it's at. That's true, old man. That's right. I am. They'd be, okay. They'd, they'd be they'd be sliding into their DMs and oh, okay. doing a duo. Okay, boomer. Yeah. Uh, he posts, <laughs> "Rest in peace, Dad. I had a feeling it was her with how everything played out, but." F, I wish we made plans to see each other sooner. Oh. oh. Didn't even get to see his kid before he passed. Yeah. So and thanks for the inheritance. Yes, exactly, that I'm not going to be getting. <laughs> uh, coming up after the break uh, of news here, there is a individual who is a public speaking expert, and he has come up with a list of seven rude phrases that people with poor speech etiquette use. Oh, nice. It is Mike Wimacher joined by Johnny Molson. Thank you, sir, for coming in. And, a pleasure. And thank you to the listeners. I don't get to play on the radio much anymore, so it's fun to do. Yes, and they allow me to do it every day because they have no one else. So yeah, that's, well, that's, that, that's, that's fun to do as well from that's, time to time. Most of my jobs in radio were because <laughs> just by default. It's like, ah, that guy. Same here. Oh, that guy's in the hallway. Come on. Let's see what you can do. He has uh, headphones in his hands. Yes, exactly. So a public speaking expert, John Bowie, has listed seven rude phrases that people with poor speech etiquette always use. So we'll go through them. 
And so are these are these things that people say that they they're not they're not intending to be rude? Right. No. They're just like they're it just, feels like crutches. Like as we go through the list, it feels like crutches. Oh, right. Okay. And it feels like this guy's a bit of a hipster of like it's almost like Miss Manners of like yeah. you should talk more formally. This is poor speech etiquette when I you say you. these particular phrases. And then he gives the what you should say instead. Okay. All right. So we're gonna go through them. And you can play along at home of which ones you use on a daily basis, and then you can say this guy can go take a hike. Okay. Old John Bowie. All right, we begin. These are, remember, seven rude phrases that people with poor speech etiquette always use. And chime in if you have yes. things that people say to you that kind of get under your skin. That bug you. So he's like, don't say that. 217-629-7970. Cool beans, peachy keen, or mm -hmm. things that bug me. Sup. Yeah. Uh, so this guy begins with, do you want to, is a phrase that people with poor speech etiquette always use. He says, this phrase is great when you're offering someone a choice, but as a way of delivering orders, do you want to take out the trash? It's indirect ah. fake politeness that comes across as belittling. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you gotcha. want to go get me a coffee? Right. Uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's not, yeah. Do yeah. you want to have sex is a different thing. <laughs> that is a totally different that's thing. A yes or yeah. No. yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, when you don't have a choice, right. and it's... You yeah. want to just go take out the trash, then, yeah. That's you want to get the mail for me no, out there? No, yeah, yeah. I'll get you. It says, state your request directly. It's courteous to broach a request by asking, will you do me a favor? After all, people generally like to pitch in, but they don't always like to feel manipulated. There was a thing years ago, um, it, it started happening in this building, uh, and I can call it this building. Yes, you can. Because <laughs> uh, this building doesn't employ me anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there, were, there was a thing years ago where some business consultant was saying, you know, you've got to, people want to feel like they're, they're needed and they're important. And so when you ask them to do something, you have to say, I need you to do this for me. What? Yeah. Um, no, that that stresses people out. It sure does. When yeah. they say, I need you to do this, you're like, oh, yeah. God, now I have to get to that? Right yeah. away, I have to drop all I'm and, doing. And it was completely, yeah, exactly. So it was completely taken out of context. Uh, well, if, if people feel like they're needed, then they're going to they're gonna be better employees. And so there was like this trend of people just saying, hey, I, I need you to, you know, write seven commercials and uh, yeah. go dance on the roof right. and, uh, you know. <laughs> and mow the lawn. Climb the tower exactly. and change a light bulb. bulb. <laughs> <laughs> and I need you to do a podcast and right. this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> Thing. It's like, yeah. Uh, up next, and are rude phrases that people with poor speech etiquette always use. Here's the thing. He wow. says the, that this phrase insists that whatever follows will be the final authoritative take on the subject at hand. The one that gets me in that, I'm sorry, go ahead. They say, even when you use inadvertently, it can sound a bit self-important. Truly authoritative people don't tend to waste time on throat-clearing statements. <laughs> uh, the one that is married to that is people who will tell you something and then end it with full stop. Oh, God. As if, as if there's, no, there's no other opinion that could happen. It's like, this is the way it is, full stop. It's like... That seems but, to be a... But I disagree. Yeah, that seems <laughs> but to be, you're an idiot. Yes. Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. That seems to be a byproduct, though, of the way we communicate via text and stuff. I guess. Because uh, I don't... Usually when you stop... That means you've stopped talking. You don't have to then say yeah. full stop. I think it's how we'd send telegrams. I don't think right. that's anything to do with it. Stop. That, that's true. Um, they say what to say instead of here's the thing is if you're offering opinion, consider prefacing your remarks with I think. Here's these, the thing. Yeah, Shut up. These two words remove any suggestion that you're pompously issuing a declaration. The next one of the, the rude, poor etiquette phrases, right? <laughs> question mark, right? One of those single word questions I never know the answer to. Yeah, in recent years become normalized for this pushy rhetorical nudge to follow questions, especially in interviews with athletes and politicians. 
At best, it's a useless bit of filler, but I also feel like a manipulative insistence upon agreement. Right? Yeah, right, and then that, that's the that's the thing that, that is, it, it's, it's almost forcing you into an agreement, so you say, well, you know, we all know that the Earth is flat, right? Right. So then we, you know, it's like, wait, 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 not right, not right. No, God, yeah. Let me in there. <laughs> Please, full stop. <laughs> they say instead to I need use, you to stop talking. Yeah, right. Uh, if you want someone's opinion, ask for it in a neutral way rather than demanding confirmation. I can't think of a more critical moment for the team. Can you, instead of right, mm -hmm. uh, they say... We'll figure out a way is another one that, that's, pro, that's poor speech etiquette. This phrase is a conversation ender. It means while it's important to delegate leadership demands that if an employee needs help or tries to communicate about a roadblock, your job is to help them work through it, not to insult them. We'll work it out. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll find a way. We'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> You're stressing me out with all this conversation. So let's just, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, warmer language and open approach will always encourage better exploration of solutions. A simple shift might be to say, well, let's talk about it and figure out a way together. Okay. Like, um, they say, here's one that I think everybody it kind of bugs, and 217-629-7970, if there's some things that people say that bug the heck out of you. I think essentially the movie The Office, uh, or Office Space, was, was made completely yes. on these things. Yes, yes. It is what it is. It is what it is. I find myself using that more than I should, and they say, in my experience, this phrase is usually used as shorthand for stop complaining. If someone is asking for sympathy or assistance, you may or may not wish to help them, but at least be kind about ending the conversation. And it does. It usually isn't like it, it, in situations where yeah. people are like, oh, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Well, it is what it is. Like, I just, I'll just, it, it's very defeatist. Yes. It's yeah. very well, defeatist. And, and there's, there's a, yeah, there's an air of no... There's no hint of empathy in there of like you're just gonna have to suck it up because it is what it is. You know, I know I'm with you there too, but I've just I've thrown out my hands and given up. It is. It's very a defeatist saying mm -hmm. of like, well, you know, it is what it is. We'll 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 figure it out. Instead of saying, yeah, this is a problem. We should do something. About yeah, they this. say try offering a bit of uh, curiosity and empathy. You don't need to be phony or overly demonstrative, but saying something as simple as that's tough. I'm sorry you're going through that can make a difference by allowing the other person to feel bad. Allow me to pat you on the head now. Exactly. That's tough. Oh, there. Uh, I would rather you go there, there. There, there. Get back to work, Spanky. Exactly. We, well, we'll need you to do this real quick. <laughs> we'll need you to buck up real quick there, buddy. 217-629-7970. Hi, you're on WMAY. Gentlemen, what's happening? Not much. How are you? Not bad. Uh, so one of the phrases that it bothers me, especially on Facebook, is when somebody posts, I did a thing. I did a thing. Uh, yeah. Or we did a thing. If you did anything, you did a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Just po making that post is doing a thing. Yeah, I think we can. I think we can stop with just saying or asking for a friend or you know those, oh, those God, kinds of yeah. things. Yeah, just. Thanks for the call. Oh, no. Yeah, no. appreciate the phone. Yeah, I did a thing. I did a thing. Yeah, because it's always like, I guess what I did a thing, and it's never as important as you think that thing is. It's not. No. It's it's somebody poured a cup of coffee or something. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I did a thing. I tried a latte for the first time. <laughs> I, get out of here with that. Uh, another phrase from this uh, public speaking expert that is a rude phrase that people of poor speech etiquette always use is obviously. Yeah. They say, this word subtly or not so subtly conveys that anyone disagreeing with the speaker is wrong. Right. If you don't realize it, using it can make you seem arrogant. They say, skip it all together. Remember that silence can be a beautiful thing. The most effective speakers know that proving your superiority or correctness is a waste of time and wins you no friends. So don't add the obviously mm -hmm. at the end of all of that. And finally, they say, if you want my honest opinion or I was just joking. <laughs>
First of all, did anyone ask for your opinion? If so, they probably don't expect for a rude need for a rude response masquerading as honesty. The, the one, yeah, the one that is in that category as well are people who begin with no disrespect, but oh, that's it's like it, something. Yeah. Something disrespectful is about to come. I don't yes. mean to offend you, but yes, like, then, eh, you're gonna you're gonna say something offensive. Yeah, no disrespect. That is that's. Mm. They say what to use instead. People want help, support, and solutions. Saying maybe instead of offering your honest opinion is a perfectly fine preface. Saying sorry if a rude comment falls flat is far more productive than a faux diplomatic justification for spite. We, on a whole, are just terrible at listening. I think we yes. just, we want what? to have yeah, no. an answer. Hmm? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Uh, we want to have an answer for somebody as opposed to just going, Woof, wow, that's a, that's something you really, yeah, that's, let's see if we can work this out. Uh, and, and there's there's just this need to like, uh, what do I need to say at the end of this sentence to, to finish this guy? guy, 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 guy. Uh, and I think if we all just kind of went and just talked a little less. I'm all for not talking a lot. Yes, you love that. I do, really do. You really, really. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're onto something too. I got isn't? into a terrible profession that right. for, for a guy who does not like talking, I really picked the wrong <laughs> profession. You really did. Uh, but I think you're right. I think you're onto something that we don't really listen. It's more of their mouths moving. I'm kind of getting the gist of what they're saying. And you're already now, processing an answer. Yes. Now I must interject. And to your point, it must be something that solves said problem. Mm -hmm. Even if their problem's like, you know, some terrible loss or something right. where words cannot even comprehend what they're going through, we still have to figure like, well, if you want my opinion, I obviously. I stepped in a puddle this morning. Well, what you should do is uh, wear some rubber galoshes and that way you won't say, <laughs> I just said yeah. I stepped in a puddle. Right, exactly. You're never going to believe what happened. I spread ketchup all over myself when I was, you know, I had my, <laughs> my morning thing and uh, my morning breakfast sandwich. I put the ketchup on it and it, Obviously, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you just take a, just take a deep breath, like you said. Take a second and kind of digest what they have told you, yeah. and sometimes just go. Let sucks. me stop you right there. And now, now I'm going to say the thing <laughs> that is really more important. Yeah, it's like we're in the club. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Maybe going to the club tonight. Getting down low. Yeah. Know how much hose I got. <laughs> It is Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson. Appreciate you tuning in to WMAY this morning. Speaking of going to the club, that's sometimes where people go to uh, find a, a date yeah. or maybe find a... Yeah, a, where is this club? Yeah, where is this club? Well, a lot of it is online anymore. Mm -hmm. And I want to introduce you to Sabrina Duda. Sabrina Duda is up in Canada. And she thinks she is going to be a the next big singing sensation. Sabrina's a lady who lives in Canada. Duda. 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 Okay. Well, there you go. You I'm may sorry. be you may be a match for Sabrina. Oh, how so? Because Sabrina is on Hinge, okay. which is a dating site. I don't know which one that is. There's so many different ones like Bumble and everything else. But she's decided to switch up her usual technique. And so if she has a match or a potential match on Hinge. She is now starting to make personalized songs and singing them to the man that she is trying to pitch some woo. Uncomfortable, okay. With her, would you feel uncomfortable? Like if so, you, you match somebody, and the next thing you know, they send you a video, and it's them singing a song personalized yeah. for you, Johnny Molson. I mean, yeah, a song. That's writing a song for somebody is pretty far in the relationship. 
Would it would it soften the blow That's a little something bit? Something you do when you get drafted into the Civil War and you're off for months <laughs> my, and my dearest, ding, 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 yeah. you know, and you and you sing a song for somebody. Yeah, that I mean, even you, there's a, there hasn't you, even been a first date. You're, you're already writing sonnets. Yeah, you're skipping a lot of steps. Yeah, because it's first date. Maybe you pitch some movie of poetry, which is poorly written. It's it's something that I tried back in the day. Did you really? To to various not working effects. <laughs> It didn't really do a lot for me, per se. Show of hands if you want to hear some Mike Winmacher poetry Oh, my weekend. God. Dude, it was so bad. I'll have to <laughs> try to find some of it. Like, it wasn't even close. It, yeah. was, it was pretty terrible. But, um, so this woman, would it soften the blow, though, if I told you she was just remixing and using songs from popular artists? So she's not writing a full song, right. but she's kind of weird alling it. So she's taking, she's taking like, uh, songs by artists such as Eminem, Nicki Minaj, and Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, which have helped her on the search for a new part. So she'll take, like, she'll find, and she'll be like, Johnny Molson with Shakeway. Like, you know, so Nicki, that kind of thing. Uh, she says, most of my songs state the intention of me looking for a husband. Whoa! Boy, is she taking a big just jump into the deep end out of nowhere. Yeah, diving in fast. If you're if you're on a dating site, right, you're looking for potential just to meet somebody and maybe casually get to know them and start dating. I don't know if you immediately want a song written specifically for you about how she wants you to be her husband. Well, and what a drag that would be of, okay, you match with somebody online. That's already hard enough to do. Right. And you start having some conversations. And, yeah, this person seems all right. I would like to kind of meet this person. And the next thing you get is a song? Written specifically like, uh, personalized lyrics. This was going so well, and it got weird. She says, do I write them seriously? Yes, because I truly have the intention of finding a partner. So it's not even in jest. It'd be one thing if, like, she's, you know, with Eminem, like, she's spitting a freestyle lyric to, like, lose yourself with your name in there and, like, yeah. saying what you want to do on a first date. But she's taking serious thought and effort into these particular lyrics. So do we know, has this worked for her? Uh, she says uh, she has yet to find love. Well, yeah. But she'll continue to sing to potential husbands on the dating app. She sat, She asked herself, what will make me stand out? Being a musician, music flows so naturally. So my first instinct was to write them a song. Yes. But yeah. you're not writing them a song. You're just doing a weird L. Here's a song I call Let's Get Married. That, that would be a little off-putting, wouldn't it? It would, very much so. I don't, I mean, I know the goal of the online dating is to try to find a relationship, yes. Right? Yeah, I would, I would assume. You know, I mean, depending let's, on let's the hop in the sack. I mean, depending on the dating site, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think everybody still knows as much as Tinder wants to try to change its perception out there in the dating world, I think we all just kind of still assume if you're on Tinder, you're looking for a quick and easy night of fun for I the guess. most part. But then there's like there's Bumble and these other ones and like but it seems like she should be on eHarmony or something along those lines where they're going through more of the personality test to match you with potential mates and partners going uh -huh. forward, not just this hinge where she's kind of just throwing a wide net out there of like yeah. I need to get me a husband. I know because wouldn't it be insufferable living with her if she's gonna sing right away like that? What else is she writing songs about on her day to day mundane life? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's all gonna be that, right? It, it, yes. every, every date is going to be, I wrote a song about this sushi that we're getting. I wrote a song about you not taking out the trash. Right, or I, right. wrote the, I mean, it just seems, God bless her, but it seems insufferable. It's tough out there, Mike. That's what I, that's what I understand. 
Thank mm. God I don't have to worry about it. Mm, I, don't I, don't, think, I, I certainly don't know the secret. I don't, <laughs> you're not going to start singing and writing uh, sonnets or comedy bits for, for, for people? That would be so off-putting. Yeah, that's just the, 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 you open up the the inbox of like to your point you're having a nice little chat and the next thing you know I wrote this for you and it's a video of like how do you let her den down easily right, right and and I think I just have too much midwestern modesty in me There's just just the idea of putting something up on a dating site and talking about yourself and how awesome you are and what you do and it's like that none of that none of that appeals to me at all I can't do that. I couldn't either. Like, pat yourself on the back yeah. to the point of, like, here's all the reasons why you should date me. I mean, even if I meet somebody and they say, so what do you do? It's like, eh, I don't do anything. <laughs> not that much. I just, you know, stuff. The, the low self-esteem is not usually a turn-on for I, many I go, people. I, I go to work. I do things. I, I write home. stuff. Yeah. You don't lead with, like, I, you know, I'm the voice of Lauderback Man. You need to break no, right into that. No. I don't think that's an icebreaker. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Yeah. It depends, you know, on the situation of whether they're local or not, too. Talk to me in your Laudermack back band voice. <laughs> I'm going to practice. I'm going to do it safely now. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> Hold on one second. Safety first. Right, as I your clothes off now. <laughs> as I look down upon you high above the bed. <laughs> I'm Laudermack, man. Well, maybe I should give that a whirl. Maybe we should start an OnlyFans yeah. for people to have a right. very specific kink. Of Lauderback man right. talking dirty to them. I'll just put the camera on the floor and stand over it. <laughs> the whole time. This is what it's like to be with me. me Lauderback man here. Terrible. Yeah, oh, that is terrible. So I don't know. It's if Sabrina Duda will ever find love with her singing personalized mm. songs to potential matches. I, is there a picture of her? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pull up the article. Oh, she's, she's, she's from Canada. Mm. And if you, if nothing else, Johnny, could you at least get us a song? So that we can play it. <laughs> like, at least hit her up on the site to see what she would write for you. <laughs> exactly. And then we can play it next week here on the program. Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you on a Friday morning. And we were just talking about Sabrina Duda before the break. The woman who is singing personalized songs on Hinge, a dating site, to men that she wants them to become her future husband. So the upshot is, yeah, you match with her, you start having a conversation, and then out of the blue, she sings you a song, uh, which is supposed to endear you to her. And I guess the question is, would this endear you to her if you received this message? She's putting these songs that she's writing. It's not just personalized anymore. The whole internet is getting to hear these. Mm-hmm. We did a little bit more research, and she has a TikTok page. Uh, of course she does. Where she has some of these songs. So this is a match that she had with a man called Jamie, who is also apparently a professional MMA fighter. And here is the song that she sang for Jamie. And, uh... Well, we'll let you just, uh, you know, what do you think of this? National MMA fighter. And I just wanted to say, there better be no fighting between Jamie and Seth. No. Oh, Jamie, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. You broke the ice, and you're so nice, and you're an MMA champion who fights boys. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was a, it started off. Interesting, right? She's trying to do a Shakira. I give her credit. But then you really kind of threw all that together with the MMA fader. The, 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 it was oh, all together. See, what, now, I, now I feel bad. This is just sad. I'm on Hinge tonight and Jeremy likes my eyes. But honestly, it's no surprise. Lots of guys do. So what makes you stand up from these other dudes? I'm on Hinge tonight looking for... She's not... I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to be mean. 
Because no, no, wait, why? Why don't you mean? Be mean. And this she, is terrible. <laughs> thank you. This is terrible. She, she's her, her voice is not angelic enough for her to make this song specifically for you to be that special. Here's, here's the thing that I think is happening that is, is ruining this whole thing is she's, she's not trying to do it as a joke. She's trying yes, to do it right, seriously, seriously, but it's coming and off. And it's coming off just bad. It's one of those movies that you watch where the actors in it, it's a terrible movie, right? Yeah. But they don't realize it's a terrible movie. Because It's if, so bad that it ends up being okay. Yeah, I mean, if she delivered it as this is a joke with a little bit of a wink in her voice yes. or something, then you would go, oh, okay, this is funny. She's, she's got a good sense of humor. Uh, but she's actually trying to do it. Yes, so here she continues on. And also, don't have to sing it like Shakira. We understand what's going on in the background. We well, know no, what's going on. If you're, you're going to sing like Shakira, you gotta, you got to go Kermit voice, right? <laughs> I'm going to try to marry you. Don't lie. Yay! Yay! Now here's Alice Cooper. Um. <laughs> I'm a guy and I'm starting to feel you might be my husband. Do you think so? How about we see where things go? So they, that that was one of them. Uh, here's here's another one. Let's see. We have we have not. Hopefully she doesn't say anything crazy here. Yeah. Name, Alotti. So I'm going to show you what I gotty. Uh oh, potty. It's you, the shape of your potty. This is me shooting my shotty with you. Just thought I'd make things funner. What do you say? We go on a date. Do you feel like this could be fake? Cause I do. Oh, oh. If you say no, it'd be a bummer. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I feel bad. You're not just on here looking to. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, uh, what? And you know what the first date's going to be? It's going to be karaoke. And you'll have to sit oh. there by yourself with your oh. Jack and Coke. Oh, I didn't even think. Jack oh. and Diet Coke oh. while she's up there Ew. singing. I that's, what it would, that's what it would be. I didn't There's even, no question in my mind. I did that's not, where the date would be. Oh, I didn't even think about that part. I didn't, I didn't even think about Can that part. Can we sing another song? How about another song? Can we sing yeah. another song? I'll yeah. sing you a song. Okay, what's it? Here's the a moment we've all been waiting for. Seb replied and wah, wah, wah. I don't know. It's apparent that he listened to the song. Yes, that's... Okay, well, okay. that one wasn't an actual song. That was actually a follow-up of apparently he didn't like what she had to sing. So Yeah, no, uh, that's... <sighs> Poor Sabrina Duda. That's uh, her ballad and her Shakira, and you're right. The first date would be nothing but a karaoke bar with her singing all the songs yeah. and you just kind of sitting there. If I thought she was trying to play it off as a joke... It'd be, it'd be different, right? It'd be one thing. If it, yeah, if it's playing for comedic effect, you go, this is kind of inventive. Yeah. It's making you stand out. Yeah. But she thinks it's good. She thinks she's really singing a song to these guys, and she's, and she's A, trying to impress them with her above-average singing ability. I mean, it's, it's not, no, it's she's not, not great, but she's not awful. It's I mean, not she's not off-key or anything. It's not Rebecca Black Friday, Friday It's not she can carry a tune, I guess, is uh, best you can say, uh, but it's not good. No, it's... it's, and it it's make, You're making it worse, ma'am. It's already an awkward situation, and you're making it worse. And you're trying, to your point, she's playing it for serious effect, like, this is what you're going to get the rest of your life. No, thank you. Hi, you're on WMAY. Uh, morning, guys. So basically, Weird Al Yankovic and Kermit the Frog had a love talk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, if she was it's playing It's definitely it. not easy being green, though. 
No. Um, because that's all she's going to be, because she's going to be green with envy because all the other guys are choosing somebody else. Yeah. Hey, oh, well yeah, played. He sat and rat broke yeah, that whole exactly. thing before he pulled out. <laughs> it's like, yes, they went back to Sabrina ah, Duda thing. Ha ha. They want comedic effect. I'll give you a comedic yeah. effect. Yes. Maybe me and Sabrina can meet up, but yeah. Poor Sabrina. So you can, she has her own TikTok. If you want to hear more of her, her songs to different dudes who probably said no to a second date. Um, she does have one 2.8 million uh, <sighs> views on one of these. So um, we'll have to wait and see how it, cha- how it turns yeah, out for yeah, Sabrina. Yeah, Sabrina, you're going to be lonely for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Although I do, he was single for a while there. Another gentleman that we know that loved karaoke. Uh, there is a single guy down south that we know that loves karaoke that uh, she could be hooking up with. He okay. had the tax hawk tyke. Oh didn't, he love, okay. didn't, he, didn't, he love, didn't he love karaoke? Yeah. Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you on this Friday morning. And could this get any more awkward? The show? Well, yeah, no, not only the show, but this particular situation, yeah. right? Scotty Pippen, as of late, has gone off on Michael Jordan, right, about different things and whatnot. And part of it, I a think... A tense relationship for decades. Yes, for decades. To be fair. Yeah, because we, what we saw from The Last Dance is that Michael Jordan is all about winning. And Michael Jordan is one of the most competitive individuals in history. And we've heard the stories about him punching other people in practice and just like getting on people's case. And he was a hard individual to actually get close to. Yeah. Right. And, you know, th- when, you, when you think back about the, the heyday of the Bulls, uh, yeah, Michael Jordan was a big part of that. And Scottie Pippen. Yes, I mean, it's right. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Without yeah. Scottie Pippen, I don't know that that's a championship team or not. I and, mean, that, that's a, and that's what Scottie has said over right. time. And, uh, well, things have gotten even more awkward between them because Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, Larza Pippen, is now dating one of Michael Jordan's kids, Marcus Jordan. And apparently, according, <laughs> yeah, according to Michael Jordan's kid... Um, him and Scottie Pippen's ex-wife have a wedding that they're going to be planning soon. Mm-hmm. So Michael Jordan's kid's going to marry Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. Does it get already more, weird uh, enough? Yeah, already yeah. weird enough. And when they get married, Michael Jordan's son hopes that his dad will be his best man. No, no, no. And, and by the, come on, does does. Jordan's son not have a buddy or somebody who can be the best man? You ask your dad? Well, that's at 217-629-7970. That's kind of where I'm going with this story mm-hmm. of is it a little awkward to have your dad as your best? Like, I understand your dad's a very important part of your life, yeah. right? But to have your dad as your best man just seems weird to me. Have, have him give, give, uh, give him away. Yeah, have have Michael give walk the groom you, away. Yeah, have Michael walk you down the aisle and give you away if you want to do it. But having yeah. Michael Jordan stand up there, he said, uh, "I was the best man at Michael's wedding and the best man at my brother's wedding, and so obviously we'll keep that tradition going." Said Marcus. So, Marcus, okay. is it okay if your question then sub question on that? If Marcus was the best man at Michael's new wedding, is it okay? The dad being your best man to me seems weird. Is it okay though to have your son be your best man at your second wedding? No. You no no. They can be in the wedding party though, right? Yeah, or, I guess. Yeah. Or just are are they usher material? I mean, is it is it one of these situations where Jordan is so huge and his world is so insular oh, that, that you, you can't? There, there's no there's nowhere else to turn but just immediate family. Is that the, is that what's going on here? 
You, but you would think you would have at least a buddy yeah. that could serve as the best man. Because What's Tiger Woods doing these days? Can because you? because it seems it seems, and maybe it's just a, a Jordan family thing in two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy of being petty at times. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like already you're dating Scotty. You're you're Michael Jordan's kid dating Scotty Pippen's ex wife. And it also seems like if you want Michael to be the best man, you're really just rubbing it in the face of Scottie Pippen. Has Pippen weighed in on this relationship at all, do we know? I think he has on some social media things, but he's tried to stay above the fray the best he can. Mm-hmm. But it, it, just, it just seems like you're going an extra yard or two to really kind of just put the salt in the wounds of Scottie Pippen at this point. Yeah, and there's, there's that extra notion of your kid also being your friend. And I don't know that that ever... That doesn't work, You can have a good relationship. You can have a loving relationship. You can have an open, honest relationship with your with your children. But the idea that, hey, and, and it's my best friend. It's like, nah, you know, your best friend. There is something, too, of, like, if your dad is going to be your best man, like, he, then he's in charge of the bat. Like, to me, that's, <laughs> just, you know, that's just a whole weird situation. And 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Have you been to a wedding where that's transpired? What are your feelings upon a, your a dad being your best man? Because to your point... I think it's an important relationship, mm-hmm. but there needs to be boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. A father-son is a father-son relationship. It shouldn't be like your bro. Right, exactly. Like, that that's where things go awry for there's, me. There's like, always a line. Yes, there should always be that line, and it shouldn't be your dad. Like, when you turn to the, you know, get the ring, it shouldn't be your dad there. As much as I love my dad, God rest his soul, no way in hell was my dad ever in the running of being my best man. Yeah, because there's that there's that best there's that best maniness of you know have fun on the wedding night, you know that go consummate that wedding now right. thing. You can't do that with your kid. No, and you can't. You I can't, hope you can't be the one putting together the the bachelor party, going. Eh, yeah, we got some crazy stuff we're gonna do, son. Tell we're you going. Though, we're going to the strip. It's like whoa, no. Get some Michael Jordan cast in the champagne room. And, oh uh, yeah, well that, some crazy is, stuff's gonna go down. There is that of having Michael. <laughs> there is that of having Michael Jordan as your best man. Like anywhere you go. Yeah. To try to set up the the wedding of, well, we're sorry, this venue is called. Oh, really? Well, Michael Jordan's going to be the best man. Well, let yeah. me bump whoever was supposed to be here. Kick everybody else out. Exactly. You get to then be able to uh, have the rule of the roost. So I just. And, I don't and know. the relationship is weird enough as it is. Don't you just go elope and just be done with it? And right. It's just, well, why are you why having do, a wedding? You, this is, this is going to just bring up energy that doesn't need to happen. Correct. Yeah. Just I can't that. imagine Michael is key on this? I don't know. I mean, he's been asked about it a couple times, like when people have tried to, you know, get him out and about in public, and his comment is always no comment. Like, it's my son, as long as that he's happy. He hates it. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you? Of course. You're, you already have animosity of your former teammate, and now <laughs> your son is going out there dating your former teammate's ex-wife. Yeah. And it's like, even at your most competitive and most upsetness at Scottie Pippen, you would never wish that upon anyone, that your son would date a former teammate's ex-wife. That's a little too close. That's a little too close. So he hates every part of it. And then to add this on top of it, like, well, I'd like my dad to be the best man. Now you're going to be, now your son has put you in a position of you're kind of a jerk if you say no to your son asking you to be the best man, right? I wonder what the age discrepancy is. I want to say. In other words, did Scottie Pippen marry somebody really, really young or is Michael Jordan's son? I mean, she's kind of a cougar right now. I think Scottie, I think there's like maybe like a 10 to 12 year gap there. I I think Scottie. Scottie. split the difference. Yeah. Scotty married younger yeah. for the for Larza. 
but not as young as some weirdos would do, like, you know, Al Pacino and his 29-year-old lady friend or whatever. So there's not as much difference there, but it all seems very PR-ish to me. Right. Yeah, that well that you're right. I didn't think about that. And it almost seems like there must have been a bad breakup between Larza and Scotty. And is she dating Marcus because she really loves Marcus, or is she knowing that that also will stick in the craw of Scotty that she's now dating Michael Jordan's son, considering the relationship between Michael and Scotty. Right. This is like weirder than a soap opera. Now that yeah. now that I'm going through it like there's a Pruder film, <laughs> this is a telenovela waiting to happen. Right. And Larza Pippin, that sounds like a name for a nursery rhyme. <laughs> Kind of, or it sounds like a, three little pigs with Larsa Pippin. It's it sounds it sounds like somebody who was an extra in Sound of Music, yeah. <laughs> like the Trap Family <laughs> singers and Larsa Pippin. Yeah, her little adopted daughter Larsa it, Pippin. Exactly, there's Larsa Pippin over here. Please, sir, can I have some more? It's Larsa Pippin. So yeah, I don't know what's going to yeah, happen, but it's all extremely goofed. Oh. It is Mike Wimacher and Johnny Molson here with you on a Friday morning. Hope you're enjoying the show thus far. And uh, if you'd like to hear more of us, the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, you can find that wherever you find your podcasts. We'll have a new episode dropping later on today. And there's well. over over two years of episodes. So you, yes. go, you go back right to the first and just follow if you just need, you know, if you need that. If yeah. Need, if you're on a long road trip or something. Yeah. If you just, or if you just need, you like, you know what? The world's enough. I just need some ridiculousness, a half hour just to kind of cleanse the palate. Then we are here for you in the Too Good for Radio podcast. Uh, well, I have a dear Prudy here. Oh, okay. That takes a turn and it that I wasn't expecting. I will I will share it with you and the listener and two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy chime in, if you will. Uh, it starts out, Dear Prudy, this August I left my husband for my next door neighbor. Right. My husband was upset. A classic tale. A tale is all this time. Yeah. Uh, my husband was upset, obviously, because mm-hmm. he's been left, but we're now on good terms. My problems is with our other neighbors. <laughs> My eight-year-old son is best friends with their nine-year-old daughter, and she usually lives at our house, uh, stays at our house after school. Since my affair, they refuse to speak to me and have forbidden their daughter from being at our house when I am there. They've also blocked and deleted my number. Their reasoning is that I betrayed their friendship. So she, so she cheats on her husband mm-hmm. with the next door neighbor. Okay, not the neighbor whose kid has been staying at their house. Right. All right. Husband upset, but they're on good terms. But it's the neighbor. The neighbors now feel that they're betrayed. That their trust has been broken. Like they cannot trust this woman anymore. They feel terrible that she's betrayed the neighborhood. Uh, I agree I betrayed my affair partner's wife. We were friends, but them? The interesting thing is that uh, Mr. Barclay, that particular neighbor, had an affair five years ago, and I believe their silent treatment stems from Mrs. Barclay's misplaced anger at her husband. I don't care about losing the Barclay's friendship, but it's very triggering that our kids continue to play at their house every day, but that she isn't allowed to come to ours as if I'm a criminal. It feels like unjust punishment. How should I get them to reverse course? So I wasn't expecting the, it be, to right. be the the neighbors in the neighborhood feeling betrayed in this situation. 
But there is a thing I think that sometimes can happen in divorce of well who gets who gets the friends you know how do you how do you stay friends with people who you were friends with as a couple and true. now you're now you have to be friends with them as a single two singles yeah um, that's and how true do you, how do you divide up the friends and so there could be that kind of it's like eh, that's kind of gross what you did right uh, and if you lied to him maybe you're gonna lie to me and there's there's that weird weird thing on there I I don't know you know but to to say you can't go over and play. Yeah, two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. Where you fall on this? Of obviously, we know. I, I shouldn't say obviously, we know, but cheating on someone and doing dirty what this woman did with the next door neighbor not a great look. Yeah, I will fully grant you that. But if the person who got cheated on ends up being okay with it and on good terms. Shouldn't that mean that you, in turn, who are not even involved in that relationship, should be on better terms? Like, how do the neighbors end up being the one that feel most betrayed Mm -hmm. in all of this? Especially since, as she adds, the neighbors in question had a similar situation to where (laughs) the husband cheated on the wife five years ago. So how can you be so uppity? And I think she has a point of this of, why am I being treated like some type of you know, scourge of society when it happened in your household five years ago, but he's not having to pay a consequence. Right. How, by the way, too. And we'll be back with part two of As the World Turns after this from Borax. Well, I was going to say, yes, I was going to say to your earlier point, um, it is nice to have a boring life. Yeah. To, to have to deal with all of this drop, like, how do people get themselves embroiled in such controversy? I don't know, yeah, I, it really is astonishing when, uh, and, that, and that, that is one of the things that is so enjoyable about social media, is you suddenly get other people's drama playing out right in front of you, and you sit there and you go, how did you... I mean, you knew the stove was hot. How did you put your hand on it so many times? And, and it's it just, it really does... Stagger. It's it's staggering. It, and part of it is to did stuff like this happen, but it was more on the sly back in the day. And is it because social media that now everyone has more more of an open book, and it's you, you see that those type of situations get play on social yeah. media, and all of a sudden people are like, well, I like attention, so I'm now gonna gonna go out there and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna cause even more drama and more intrigue and more this, and we're all just that Michael Jackson meme from Thriller, right? Or mm-hmm. the gif, where it's just like, I'm gonna eat the popcorn and see how this turns out. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I think the things have always happened, but you're, there is that extra layer of, wow, I'm getting attention and likes and clicks uh, by sharing my dirty laundry, and I, I, I think there probably is an addictive nature to that. And, and I feel bad, at least they're still allowing the kid in this relationship to come over to their house, the mm-hmm. neighbor that feels betrayed, they just don't let their kid go over to the other person's house when that person's there. And so it's, they're not stopping the children who are friends from getting together. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of putting their foot down of like, can't be in that house of ill repute with that with that harlequin over there, <laughs> that whore who went right. over there and cheated on her husband. Yeah, that's, uh, and that, that that's, you're, you're so many steps removed from the actual incident where you're saying to the kids, you can't go play over there. Well, why not? Because of things, you know, I mean, how yeah. do you explain that to a kid? To a nine-year-old of exactly yeah. why they can't go over and play. And, and, and it's interesting, it's interesting in these type of, type of situations, too, of how quickly individuals who are not directly involved can turn it into directly involving yeah. them. Heck yeah. 
It's like they're, they're not even part of it, but all of a sudden it goes back on them. Mm-hmm. That they're the ones that feel betrayed. Like, are they reaching out to the husband who is betrayed and he, right. who then says, hey, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, we have a decent relationship now. Yeah. It was, you know, the thing that happened it and sucks, we've moved on. Yeah. Why are you still holding the grudge yeah. in that particular situation? Yeah. Uh, by the way, Prudy then says, uh, see, this is a problem with you, with knowing your neighbors and why I advocate for pleasant head nods towards the people who live <laughs> next door, paired with deep, intimate friendships with people you talk to online and will never meet. Uh, just kidding, sort of. Anyway, I'm sorry you've been treated like an outcast because of your marital, marital issues. Um, basically saying the kids have to come first. Friendship is precious. Let them have it. They're blissfully unaware of the conflict among the adults, I hope, and should stay that way. I don't think you can get the Barclays to reverse course, unfortunately. Just chalk it up to experience and just allow the kids to continue to be friends. Yeah, and they're just not going to be not going to be at your house. And also, don't find yourself in these weird-ass situations. Yes, the stove will be hot. Yes. I promise. The sto- so dramatic. It is Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson with you on a Friday morning. Thank you for going on this journey with us. Last few moments of the broadcast. Do you want to remind people of something actually worthwhile? Uh, the clock goes back Saturday night. You, oh, turn, yeah. you turn the clock back. I don't know about you, but when I was younger, of a certain age in my 20s, that was like a national holiday. Because you would be at the bar, you'd be hanging out. And it would get to that pie like closing time. Psych! Nope, turn it back. Another hour to enjoy yourself. Yeah. So, but then in turn, that would, you know, lead to some hangovers the next day, and, and no one likes those, which is why a new drink is coming up uh, out by Christmas that promises to sober you up in an hour. Oh. And prevent hangovers. It's called Safety Shot. It's made in collaboration with a Florida-based doctor who claims it's the first patented beverage on Earth that quells hangovers by slashing blood alcohol content in half in just 30 minutes. Really? Are you believing this? No. Yeah. It says this dramatically reduces feelings of intoxication, including lack of focus and slow movements, as well as hangovers. The beverage will be available to buy on the company's website and Amazon as of the first week of December. So we're just a month away Mm -hmm. from Safety Shot. Would you like more information quickly, Johnny? Yeah, I guess I'm trying to figure out the science. Because it doesn't have to kind of make the rounds. Your blood, you know, it it needs to get flushed out. You can't can't speed that up, really. Within a half hour, they said, uh, here's the the little disclaimer, though. It's not yet entirely clear what exactly the drink contains. Yeah, well, I do. Although its website lists vitamins and nootropics, compounds that improve cognitive focus. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of cocaine. Yeah, just just a little bit. Take the edge off. Uh, The drink is consumed as soon as you have your last sip of booze. So it's said to help speed up the breakdown of alcohol in the blood while forming a protective shield around the stomach while limiting the amount that is... Get out of here with this. But they, they found, they've cracked the hangover code with this drink that they're not going to tell you all that's in it, but what it does is it breaks down the alcohol in your blood and then a protective stomach barrier. Yeah. That's supposed to hold all the alcohol in and not... Yeah. That's, yeah, the whole thing is weird. Yeah, they say this in turn is said to limit alcohol's impact on the central nervous system, which becomes depressed when liquor enters the body by binding to neurotransmitters that inhibit communication. This is what leads to the slowed brain activity, resulting in poor cognition, difficulty with balance, and speech issues. It's sure shot coming to store or coming to the company website and Amazon December. 
Uh, 629-7970, is there a hangover cure that you, that you swear by? Uh, the one that has worked for me, like, I've never been, there's those people, and God bless them, that when they're hungover, all they want is a big old greasy-ass burger. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I just need some greasy. That is the, to me, I'm just like, no, yeah. no. That is the absolute worst for me. I just, I can't do it. The thing that seems to have helped me in the past, two one seven six two nine seven nine seven, the phone number if you have a go-to cure, miso soup. Oh, yeah? Me, and See, nice but I think I think what you're what you're keying in on there is the same thing as the greasy burger. I think you just I think we're all just looking for some sort of a salt something. That'll, yes, that just, that'll, that just yeah. I think I think we're looking for electrolytes is what we're looking for. That is why now what I've d- done because let's face facts, you get to a certain age where one you shouldn't be drinking to that excess, mm-hmm. and two you don't rebound as quickly right. as as you used to. So now try to preventative measures. And that's where I'm at. Like, I think when you get to a certain age, you realize you can enjoy a drink. You don't have to pound a drink. You can mm-hmm. actually you can actually enjoy a well-crafted cocktail and take your time with it. Yeah, those are designed for sipping. Yes. Not for shooting. Exactly. It, it's no longer the Long Island iced tea. There's, and I, I, I would like to, <laughs> at one point, it would be interesting to sit down with, like, a mixologist who who painstakingly crafts a cocktail menu and then just sees someone hammer it down like a shot of Jägermeister right, and right, how right. peeved off they get at that of like it took me so long to perfect that drink that's a good point and you are just hammering it down like it's a vodka cranberry yeah some of the, you're right some of the convoluted shots that are out there are actually I mean they're they're a mixture of a lot of things so it yes. takes a it takes a bartender a minute to put it together it's not like they're just pouring you know right. vodka out or something yeah uh, it's it's three or four different things and then you got to pour them into these itty bitty tiny little cups and then you See people, and, then it's gone. and then you see just people hammer it down. But preventative measure for me, I, anything that doesn't tell you specifically what's in it, when you're not entirely sure what is in this compound, this sure shot, that's a little questionable. But for me, what I've learned is liquid IV. Liquid, oh, yeah. I, yeah, liquid IV, extra le- electrolytes. I don't know what the science is in it. I'm not quite sure. But I know now that if I'm going to go out and have a couple of adult beverages. I will pound a glass of liquid IV beforehand. I have my two or three with dinner or wherever with friends, and I'm fine. Right. I, I'm, I'm done. And maybe a liquid IV when I get back home. The days of the days of going hard and celebrating this Saturday night when the clock falls back. Leave the. That's another word of advice. If you take nothing away from this particular edition of the program, leave the partying to the youngsters. And don't be singing songs to people that you want to marry uh, before you even go on a first date. I could probably count on one hand the number of times where I've just completely overdone it and woken up in the next morning where it's just like, oh, I'm messed up. Uh, but similar to the liquid IV, as I've gone to Walgreens and gotten one of those big jugs of Pedialyte that you give babies who have diarrhea. Yeah, that's what a lot of people go to. Uh, they go with the Pedialyte. And it seems, it seems to do the trick. And um, it, it's interesting how those particular products... I don't know if you ever saw the commercial Pedialyte had a couple years ago where the dad is just sitting there in front of the fridge and he is just housing the Pedialyte. And the little girl comes and is just like, ah, that's my Pedialyte. I'll buy you a pony. He's like, I'm hungover. Get get out of here, kid. (laughs) Collecting your kids because you're an alcoholic. Pedialyte will help. (laughs) Exactly. Pedialyte will make sure that they don't take the kids fully away. Interesting brand promise. Yeah, but but the Sure Shot uh, is coming out December 1st. So I thought I'd mention it. I, I just, I'm very skeptical 
of any type of thing that's a wonder cure mm-hmm. for anything, right? If, whether it be your your hangover or whatever. There are those people, too, that just they swear by hair of the dog. You ever seen those people? Yeah. Who just who, who come in wrecked, right? You have that friend where you would like, oh, we're going to, because sometimes it'd be like a Saturday night you go out or a Friday night you go out and then you get together for brunch now on a Sunday or, and, and they just come in absolutely right. wrecked. Can and you mix me a mimosa with a Bloody Mary yes. on top of a shot of vodka? And, and they immediately go into it and you're like, how are you, like, that's the last thing in the world that I want to even think about. But they're sitting there like, yeah, make it extra spicy. I need a double shot of vodka and let's just do this. I don't know the science behind what's going on there. Uh, I don't know if it's just taking the edge off of the of the misery or if there's actually some sort of your body's craving this and so you you give it to I don't I have no idea. Uh, but it does seem like the last thing a person would want to do. Yeah, I, especially after, depending on the severity of it, but they just those people have a special gift. They're like the X Men. That's a mutant power I do not have anymore. I have I have totally lost it. No, you know, in my early twenties, uh, I was I was I was working I was already working in radio, and so I would celebrate the time change by calling up the time lady on the phone because kids we used to have to call a phone number to find out what time it is time and temp um and i would play it on the air and say let's listen to the time oh lady. god no Flip backwards i'd make a big event out of it for <laughs> so everyone that was listening so at two doing, in the morning you were doing the overnights back doing, in the day yeah. yeah back in the day that's interesting and yeah. I, yeah i'd promote it as like coming up at two o'clock we're gonna listen to the time lady <laughs> say the time backward or whatever i, I can't remember what i did but it's, it's, uh, like, it's like a movie i never watched back yeah. to the future we're gonna go back in time yeah. Yeah, again don't know why i didn't have dates back in those days yeah no meanwhile i was the seven to midnight guy and i would like i said that night i would go out and be like yes off you go here we go we're gonna continue to uh drink some more we get an extra hour of fun and it wasn't fun it was an extra hour of misery the next day you look perturbed over there. No, no, no. no okay, just deep no, in thought. I, I opened up Facebook, and it, it, it bummed me out immediately. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, stay, know why, I don't know why I did that. Stay away from that. Stay away from the drama. And don't, like I said, don't be singing to people unless you've gone on a first date. So there you go. That's today's program in a nutshell. Appreciate it, Johnny, you coming in. And uh, pleasure. if you enjoy this ridiculousness, you can find more of it. The Michael Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. We'll have a new episode of that up for you later on 